welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. We have successfully um, uh, been through the holiday season, uh, the, these beautiful holy season of, well, the seasons are starting with Advent, moving into Christmas, uh, and then wrapping up with the the Feast of the uh, Baptism of the Lord. And, and uh, it's just been a beautiful, beautiful experience for me and my family. I hope you guys all who are listening had a great holiday season and uh and also uh i'm we're happy that uh tom dorian has you, you sound relieved venerable yes yeah, you sound well, relieved today no i'm rested you're rested okay i'm rested that's a good word uh i am blessed to be uh to to work at a place that like takes just gives us a lot of time at the holidays yes right so a week before christmas and then you know uh up until you know early january and so it's like it's amazing what a little sleep does. I mean, it's just really, yeah. you know, and not having recharge to recharge your battery. Yeah, with, I'm, my batteries are recharged. That and uh, Chex Mix. You know, you put those things together. <laughs> uh, but then we got to start Especially the dieting here. Well, and plus, all of your all of your Christmas sweaters are, are green, which means that you can ride them right into ordinary time. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yes, that's, that's exactly right. Uh, put the purple away and get out the green. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and so you just heard the voice of Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. I'm so glad you're here. And uh, we have Venerable Tom as always. And, yes, and, sir. And Venerable Tom, you weren't here uh, while we were uh, interviewing Brother Dylan. Brother Dylan. I missed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, you got Go him brothers. here, and your microphone was like really short. He's a he's a uh, he's not as tall as you. We'll just say it that okay. way. Okay, you know what? That's ever, some people are vertically challenged. Not everybody can be as good as Venerable Tom. As Venerable, not everybody can be as venerable as Venerable Tom. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, there probably are some that are, but we're not going to go there. That's a whole other show. We so what are we going to talk about today? Uh, you know, one of the things that happens over uh, in in this period between Christmas and New Year's every year, typically, is or every other year, how often they do it, uh, is the Fellowship of Catholic University Students has this big gathering mm-hmm. called Seek. Yeah. Uh, wise men still seek him. You've been to that, haven't you? I Deacon have been. Jeff. I went in San Antonio, yeah. uh, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got to tell you, if anyone is ever thinking like, oh, there's just no hope in the church, just nobody is just looking bad, and everybody's all these old people, and you know, I, you know, I've fallen into that trap sometimes, thinking like, what, is, what in the world is going on with our church? And it just doesn't seem like it's got any uh, vim and vigor, no future. You, you can feel that way, right? You can oh, yeah. get really weighed down. I think Satan's at work there, some uh, just making us feel that way. But when I went to seek. I was blown away by a bunch of college age mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. gathered, and we're talking about like you know over ten thousand. Mm-hmm. And when you have over ten thousand people, I don't know if it's the same numbers now. Oh, but oh it's it's actually this year uh, it got as high as twenty four thousand. Okay, oh, so like because yeah. because I I was at I was at adoration one night, you know with 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 like about twelve thousand of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just yeah, incredible. Yeah. And you cannot come away from that. I mean, I, w- I actually got uh, very teary a couple of times just in adoration. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm sitting there thinking like, who? Oh, you know, silly me thinking that there's no hope. And some, for some reason, 
uh, you know, like there's all these younger people here. And it just made me think, like, if you ever – we, in fact, I remember recording an episode of our show after we got back and thinking, uh, like, hey, if you're ever worried that there's a future that you're – like, you're the last one – you're the last Catholic on the earth, right? That's the, way, that's the way you can feel by yourself and you feel like, well, I guess I'm the only one going to Mass and I'm the only one that believes this and I'm the <laughs> only one that feels this way. And the reality is if you start to feel that way, go to Seek. Oh, yeah, and, and I tell you this also, um, and I was blessed to go to the Seek you conference were just, this you year. Were, I was that, just this there. is the long lead-in to say you were just there. <laughs> and and I, I, I've been there a couple of times in the past where I went to a, an SLS in the past and a Seek uh, in the past. But SLS is another conference that Focus used to do. And one thing I'll say before I talk about this Seek, the closest thing I've ever seen in my life, you just, you know, you're talking about the, the enthusiasm of the youth for our faith. The closest thing I've ever seen in my life to those old videos that we used to see of, uh, you know, uh, teenagers chasing after the Beatles, you know, in the yes. 1960s when the Beatles first came. Uh, Did the Beatles the show invasion. up at Seek? Well, in the form of Father Mike Schmitz, I will <laughs> okay. say the the closest thing I've ever seen was was when Father Mike Schmitz was trying to make his way through. He there were there, this was back in uh, Indianapolis Seek. Just these you know college students were just like mobbing the guy, and I thought. You know, it's funny because... He John, is like a beetle with a better haircut. <laughs> well, John he Lennon, does have a better John haircut, Lennon said, we're bigger than Jesus. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> Father Mike Schmitz ago. would never say Father that. Father Mike Schmitz would never say that. And in fact, it's just a wonderful thing to see <laughs> college mm-hmm. students go crazy uh, for somebody who is literally in persona Christi. So I just right. wanted to throw that in there. And that, that in itself is a sign of, uh, you know, excitement. You know, there are people who raise... Uh, critiques about you know various sort of do we want celebrity culture in the church and stuff like that and and I understand those critiques and I've discussed you know I've raised those critiques as well on this show but at the end of the day seeing young people excited like yeah. over the moon because this person who's in persona mm-hmm. Christ, Christi who has brought the gospel to their hearts um, is that is a beautiful sight to both I like to think though that that there's a difference because because yeah. uh, they're you know. I like to think that 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 they're we'll call their stardom or yeah. you know the the people that are enthralled with them and and flock to see them. Yeah, it's really about the content. Yeah, like essentially it's it's like it's like a uh, you know a, a five star restaurant. You know they go there because the food's good. Mm-hmm. Right. You know it's it's good. Some people can go there because like well I ate it at Shay Tom. You know and it's like <laughs> you know and and maybe they'll brag about that or whatever. But the reality is. Uh, it's only going to be in existence for as long as the food is good. And so Father Mike Schmitz is going to be a star as long as he's really bringing the Jesus. Exactly. And that's what's important. And and the the second thought I have is like, um, okay, some of these great, great historic sites in the church, whether these beautiful basilicas and cathedrals and uh, churches built on the graves of the martyrs, they're built there because of the popular... Uh, pilgrimage that was made to that spot right that they erected a church on that spot where where this happened or where that happened or this home or where the last supper what all these churches are there you know in these places because of what took place there yeah which you could say is like well that's like star stuff i want to go there where the thing happened right right and i want to see i would imagine people flock to see saint paul Oh sure, or here St. Peter, right, right, and uh, like one of our saints is Golden Tongue. You know, it's like it's a name. So it's like people were drawn to 
this, but again, I like to think they were they were popular. Maybe the wrong word, right? But they were well listened to and heard because of the content. And one mm-hmm. thing I can also say about the seat conference and about focus uh, in general, it might have been that some of the students signed up to attend seek. You know, because they had stars in their eyes related to, oh, I want to see this, this or right. that celebrity, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, it you know, could have been going for the wrong reason. Yeah, but it's but here's the thing. But Focus is such a great organization, and Seek is such a great conference that whatever reason those people showed up, um, they were brought to Christ right, during the course it, yep. of that seat yep. during the course of the, that conference, and whatever sort of affection they might have had for this or that speaker during the course of this for anything other than our Lord, right. I guarantee you that the thing that left a mark upon their soul was our Lord. The five-star content. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Literally, the spiritual food that they're receiving. And you know what? That that sentiment about what you're saying is so true. And I've used that particular line, but a little differently, by inserting uh, the letters R-C-I-A in it over the years. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people that are basically, uh, you know, raise your hand if you're getting ready to get married to a Catholic. Yeah. And that's why you're here. Mm-hmm. And their hands go up. Because there's like this... There's a draw for people sometimes, and, and Tom, you said for the wrong reasons, and you're right. Mm-hmm. It, sometimes it's like, well, that's not the reason you want to become Catholic. It's just because your spouse is Catholic. Right. And, but I see it, and the way I explain it to them is that, like, I think the Lord uses these opportunities, and oh, you like, are going to have things revealed to you yes. that are going to be transformative. Yes. And nine times out of ten, it is. And that convert spouse might end up being the one who becomes the stronghold of the faith in the family. 100%. There's 100%. Because I've seen a lot of times where the the, the one who is the uh, the Catholic, yeah. I have to kind of convince them, well, you need to go too. Right. You don't just need to like drop them off and you go shopping or doing whatever you know, while they're at class because you're already Catholic. This is not about making Catholics. Right. It's about transformation. If you're getting ready to get married to that person, uh, then the, the Catholic person – uh, needs to be their support, supporting, mm-hmm. and I promise you they'll learn something. Now, this was a very long introduction. It was, <laughs> uh, and 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 maybe we don't have time to talk about what we were thinking about talking about. But while you were at Seek, yeah. there was a particular, um, there was a particular talk, and you had probably had lots of talks that you went yeah. to, and lots of things that uh, that inspired you. But there was one particular you'd mentioned that it's like we should talk about. Yeah, Rachel Kalaki from Magdala Ministries. Uh, she really she blew me away. It was really a talk for the women, and if we have. You know, uh, parents, if you've got young people who are listening to the show, you may want to um, exercise. This might discretion. be a time because we're yeah. going to talk about some uh, more adult topics. Coming right, up. right, uh, and, and we're not going to get crazy, but we, but we are going to talk about things uh, that you know we don't. Some people don't want to have their kids listening to. And, and I, I'd heard Rachel Kalaki before on Pints with Aquinas, and frankly, back then I was like, I want her to be on Catholic Cafe one day. <laughs> and so I, I slipped in to see her speak, and she, she runs Magdala Ministries. And it's a very important. It's a very important place in the church. She, she it's a ministry that helps. She's a, a Catholic young adult, I think, in her thirties, um, uh, maybe her twenties. Um, you know, and she helps women who struggle with pornography, with masturbation, with stuff that a lot of times it's taboo to even acknowledge that women have those struggles too. Mm-hmm. And um, frankly, it took a long time for the church to really step up and give real resources to men and one of the points that she raised was this is this is an issue that now has become a big spotlight issue but it's still a spotlight issue for men which a lot of times when women have those same struggles um they feel like 
they're all the more ashamed and embarrassed because I'm not supposed to have this struggle. It's, yeah. a, it's a man thing, you know. And, and that's right, because you know the the quintessential images of like the creepy guy in the trench coat. It's not yeah. a creepy girl in a trench trench coat. I mean, for yeah. all through the you know 40s, 50s, 60s, the guy hanging out in that back alley and stuff was like it was a guy, right? And and guys in a particular way struggle with pornography. And we've we've actually covered this topic a little bit. When we had a guest named uh, Tiffany Leeper, and she worked with uh, Gap, yeah, Girls Against Porn. It's actually now called Girls Against Porn and Human Trafficking, mm. because that's become so uh, uh, devastating. But she was talking about the fact that data shows that, uh, like, at least twenty-five um, uh, of girls that are twenty-five and under, like eighty percent of them have experienced or used pornography. Yeah, and it's like. That's a really scary statistic, right? Especially for like a guy, and because I look at that and go like, you know, we guys try uh, uh, desperately to impress women, and we want to make sure we we brush our teeth and our breath smells good, and we don't burp, and we don't do other things in front of ladies when we're courting them, right? And that that because uh, we feel sometimes about ourselves, maybe it's not a healthy feeling, but we feel that we're kind of like. We don't deserve that woman who we put on a pedestal. Yeah. Right? And so we want to put our best uh, foot forward, as it were, in that situation. And then, but when you find out, like, because we might see ourselves in a cesspool of sin sometimes. Yeah. And guys definitely struggle with that. And you just look at the statistics, and it's it's a huge problem, especially with pornography. And and the thing is, like, when you hear those numbers, like that 80% of of young ladies under 25 are experiencing or using on a regular basis or, you know, it's like, okay, so now the problem is like if, if the women come down into the, into the cesspool with us, who's going to lift us up? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's from a guy's perspective. That's scary. You may think that's a chauvinistic or whatever point of view, but to me, it's like, I, I look to the, um, the, the image of purity in my wife, uh, uh, you know, and that, and it it helps build the chastity in our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I I hate your to reverence think. for her purity, yes, and her virtue. yes, yeah, yeah. And and so this is a problem. And I so I think this Magdala Magdala uh, who who are they Magdala, Mag- Magdala Ministries Ministries, and 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 you don't have to be local to them. They they have support online, but they also help people set up support on, in their parishes. But and, and really though, that that's not the reason. And I do recommend that site for anybody. Uh, who, who is interested in this topic, but this particular topic is not actually the thing that caused me to want to have an episode about on this topic that I'm that I'm proposing. It's something that she said at the end of her talk that just blew me away. And I, and I talked to her afterwards, by the way, and she said that she that that quote wasn't original to her. But uh, did she tell you to step back? <laughs> that you were just getting too. You were just like in her face, and you were like all excited. Well, I was pretty. I was pretty excited. Were you, yeah. know, were you a, a fanboy? <laughs> no, but but anyways, she uh, what she said at the end of her talk was that uh, the and this applies to everything uh, addiction wise, not just things like pornography and masturbation. She said that the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. The opposite of addiction is intimacy with God. Yeah, and that see, I would imagine that. She dropped the mic. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It blew me away. And and, and, and by now, the way, did everybody in the room pick up on that. 
Well, I, I, you know, I did conduct an interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I think it, there were, you, you could tell that everybody in the audience, uh, there was a fairly huge audience, was pretty blown away. That could by be what a whole talk. And, and that's why I thought it could be a whole episode here. And, and by the way, before we dive into unpacking that, one thing that we should say is there might be some people who have a picture of addiction and where they say, oh, well, addiction is... Uh, alcohol, drugs, gambling, and when those things really start ruining your life and they're out of control, it's those really extreme situations, that's what addiction is. You know, if you listen to Bishop Barron, for example, he prefers to use, uh, he prefers to, to define concupiscence, which is uh, common to every human person, yeah. uh, you know, um, <laughs> as, as addiction, you know, um, that we keep turning to things that are... It's an unholy and unhealthy desire yes, for things yes. that are not God. Right, exactly. Yeah, concupiscence is that draw to everything but God. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, which is exactly why the opposite is not sobriety. It's not just about it's not just about saying no to that thing. It's about saying yes to God, to relationship with God, to say whatever it is I'm using this thing to to fill whatever hole I might have in my heart, so to speak, that hole is a God-shaped hole right? Yeah. that we have in our heart, mm-hmm. and it can only be filled with God. And if we don't step into that intimacy with God and allow, invite God into that space to, to, to crowd out uh, that bad and also to heal the underlying root causes yeah. that bring about the addiction, because a lot of times these addictions and these, these persistent sins uh, yeah, and, and, and really, I mean, even if you find yourself saying, well, I, I don't think I'm an addict or have an addictive personality, but if you've been going to confession for the past 10 years and you've been saying the same thing every single confession and it never has changed. Might be an addiction. There might be some kind of an addiction, yeah. that, you know, in that regard. Now, and, I know a lot of people have, because uh, I've actually recently listened to some podcasts that were talking, that started talking about addiction um, uh, and they were just like things that happened to come up in these different podcasts. And I heard a couple of times from addiction that some people view addiction and a very common way to view addiction is as a disease. Yeah. Right. And and the thing is, um, I they didn't agree that it was a disease. They they thought of it more as a human condition. Um, and it tied to the concupiscence, right? Right. And 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 I, I I'd always thought like, well, you can you could call this a disease. Yeah. Right. The problem with I think, I, and again, I'm not an expert in all this stuff, but as I think about it, maybe that's dangerous that I'm thinking. But but as I think about it, I think if you call it a disease, it's easier to start to go like, well, what's the cure? And then 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 it becomes like uh, it's a state of functioning and and process. And and if I just take this pill, or if I just um, if I just fill that yeah uh, the the need that comes through addiction. Like, in other words, if I can just get sober, if I can go cold turkey, yeah, right? And some people choose to stop smoking that way uh, or stop drinking that way. And, and there are things like that. Um, and then some people see, like, if you're, if you're addicted to certain uh, drugs, there, there are medications, you know, and there's this drying out process and there's these uh, things that happen to your body and, and all these things that are, that are very physical. Um, but it, it kind of like takes the psychological out of it yeah, to some degree, or you, you can. And so I like, I would rather see addiction as like this and from a holistic perspective, uh, you know, as a, as answering a fault in our, our psyche, you know, that can lead to a chemical addiction. 
right? Well, a physiological, but it's a physiological process. So, in other words, it's not just like, and it answers what you just said. It's, it, I, I may be going crazy here and saying all this stuff, but, but it, what, what you're saying is like, she was telling you, Rachel was telling you, or saying to their, the, the people there, that um, it, the, the, the addiction, the answer to addiction is not sobriety. The opposite of addiction is not sobriety. That's not enough because yeah. if you have, let's say, an addictive personality, yeah. if it's going to be, if you're going to dry out on the alcohol, yeah. You you have to you have to deal with the addictive personality because that addictive personality is going to want to seek out something else, right? Right to cling to right. that may be unhealthy, right? And then sometimes it you cling to things that like, well, you know, I read the Bible sixty three times last week, and you start going like, well, wait a second, that doesn't sound normal. Yeah. The Bible's good, but wait, something else. Are you like addicted to the Bible? Is that possible? You know, and you start to realize that, that this is a real big mess. And that's why I love when you you told me she said that the opposite of addiction is being in relationship with God. Yeah, I mean because that changes everything. That in changes your life. everything. Right. I mean, and the fact of the matter is the devil can can pour glitter on anything on this earth and try to distract us and turn that into an idol and, and help us mistake uh, or cause us to mistake this place that we have here on earth as our destination. It's not our destination. This is this is just our, a, we're on a pilgrimage. Our destination is heaven, yeah. right? And the devil wants to distract us and say, no, your home is here, and this is where you need to put your focus, right? And that's how anything can literally become an idol. But the thing that ultimately draws us to those idols, you know, we talked about Father Mike Schmitz earlier, um, and he, he gave a homily years ago that really touched me where he talked about the difference between the fruit and the root, you know, that when you're wrestling with persistent sins, when you're wrestling with addictions and stuff like that, we have to ask ourselves, is this the root or is this the fruit? And mm-hmm. almost always, you, you know, when you're talking about persistent sins and, and addictions and stuff like that, they're more the fruit. And you have to get underneath it all to really take right. a look at the root. And a lot of times we're afraid to do that. Yeah, that, it's exactly right. And I, I do want to make sure that uh, that we do have an opportunity to say this in the show as well, that uh, that we recognize that there are a lot of problems in society. We recognize there are a lot of folks that are undergoing a lot of really dark and hard and difficult uh, challenges in their lives, that there are lots of folks, perhaps even listening here, who have addictions. And I don't want to downplay any of the the therapies, the treatments, uh, the things, because obviously if they're, if you're struggling with anger, if you're struggling with alcohol, if you're struggling with drugs, if you're struggling with pornography, I mean, yeah, ultimately you, you need to, those things need to be out of your life. Yeah. But more importantly, it's not the fact that they're just out and there's this still uh, a hole in your heart that needs to be filled, at least when you recognize that, and I love how you said it was a God-shaped hole that's yeah. in your heart, that's the most important thing that once... Uh, and even if it's a if it's a medicinal or some kind of therapy that you're you're that you're undergoing and you're in a doctor's care, that is awesome. That's a great step. But don't let it end with just sobriety. Don't let it end there. Let it let let Jesus transform your heart. Mm-hmm. Right. To enter your heart and and make you the you that you were made to be. Right. To help you become that. And I also love Sam how you've you've pointed out that our destination is heaven. Right, and our destination is not like the absence of sin in our life. It's the presence mm. of God in our life. Yes, right. And so, yeah, that involves the absence of sin. But that's but that process to be absent of sin, 
the most important part about that is like, well, what's filling that place that's not just going to become another sin, when we're another saying, attachment? When we're saying no to sin, we're saying yes to a higher good. We're saying yes to the highest possible good. We're saying yes to God and the good things that he desires for us. Uh, he desires for us to be in right relationship with one another. He desires us to, the things of the earth are not bad. Um, he, he created the earth and called it good. He wants us, he, called, he created every human person and called it good. He wants us to receive those things in com- and, 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 and the people in our lives and ourselves in communion with him mm-hmm. and be in receive mode, not take mode, receive mode in him, with him, through him in thanksgiving and in a rightly ordered way and a God honoring way. That's how we, he's, 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 that's what the work of grace is to be in our lives. And when he asks us to fast from things and isn't saying, oh, you, you need to just stop doing this thing altogether forever. You know, it's more we need to moderate these things so that we can grow in virtue and so that we can encounter one another, encounter the things of the world with virtue and grow in virtue by and through our encounters with them. Mm-hmm. As we start to move uh, through ordinary time and uh, and in essentially into Lent, you mentioned, uh, you know, fasting. Uh, and, and again, we've done shows on this, but the idea of fasting is not just getting rid of things in our life, but really right. getting rid of attachments. Right, letting go of attachments, letting go of the things that like don't want to be let go of, right. the things that are literally glued to us right. or grasping onto us, you know. And some some are worse than others, but the reality is that's why that's why you know Holy Church asks us to fast or uh, to to let go, especially during a time of Lent of, of spiritual purification, where we are now. What is the focus? Where are we focused? Where are our hearts? How can we be transformed by Jesus if we are, uh, quote-unquote, satisfied, at least we think we are, by all of these worldly things? And, yeah. and the reality is until we get rid of them, fasting is an opportunity for us to say, like, wow, I never realized just how attached I was to Diet Coke or how attached I was to whatever. And, and it's like you start realizing, well, Diet Coke's not a sin. Yeah, but it's an attachment. Yeah. And uh, if you read, if you, you drink like 23 a day, there might be a problem there. Yeah. Right? And that problem is not that you're drinking too many Diet Cokes, is that you're not finding satisfaction in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. I know that sounds like uh, pretty simplistic, but honestly, kind of really is. Mm-hmm. Love Jesus because lo- Jesus loved us first. Right. Right? And when we recognize that in our lives, when we experience that in our lives, then what uh, Rachel was talking about there with Magdala Ministries, uh, support that in, support that, that group because uh, uh, there's a lot of people that are struggling, right? There's a lot of young ladies that are struggling in this way, uh, not to mention all the, the, the guys that are also uh, struggling in these ways. And it's like, this is why... You know, we don't want uh, we don't want Satan in our lives. We don't want to allow uh, all of those things to lead us away from that ultimate goal, which is heaven uh, with God for all eternity. And so that's why it's important that we see all these things in this kind of balance, but understand that Jesus loved us first. Jesus wants us in His arms, uh, and that we need to be invited into that. Let's ask the Blessed Virgin Mary to help us in this quest. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. 
The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.